Hey, it's Anita and this is Bitcoin und Co. Hey, it's Anita, and today's guest is Jukka Blomberg, the Chief Marketing Officer of Local Bitcoins, the world's biggest peer-to-peer -peer marketplace for Bitcoin. Just to let you know at the beginning, and as a disclaimer, Local Bitcoins is one of the sponsors of my show. They are great partners to work with, and as such, it was a pleasure to discuss the findings of Local Bitcoins in Latin America and other topics. I hope you will enjoy the conversation as much as I did. You can watch the video version of this interview on my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Anita Posh. If you want to get updates about the most interesting stories in Bitcoin from my point of view, subscribe to Anita's Weekly, my newsletter, out every Friday. Subscribe for free at anita.link forward slash subscribe. Last but not least, thank you for listening to my show. I appreciate every single one of you and I want to hear from you. If you have a question about Bitcoin or want to give some feedback, please leave me a voicemail at anita.link forward slash 90. That's 90. That's also the place where you can find the show notes for this interview. And now a short word from my sponsors. Searching for a solid Christmas present for your beloved ones? Running out of time till Christmas? I have a great gift idea. The Card Wallet Christmas Edition brought to you by Coinfinity. The best way to gift your loved ones an easy and secure Bitcoin storage. The safest option to store cryptocurrencies is offline and physically. The Card Wallet is enabling exactly that and is a professional cold storage solution. No software updates needed and it leaves no traces on the blockchain, which is good for privacy. Read more on hohohodl.com and enjoy premium shipping until Christmas. Local Bitcoins is one of the most trusted and the largest peer-to-peer -peer trading platform in the world. On Local Bitcoins, you can buy and sell your Bitcoins in an easy, fast and secure way, always protected by escrow. Local Bitcoins allows you to trade directly with people like you, and you can choose any currency you prefer to complete your trade. Local Bitcoins also offers a web wallet, so you can trade and deposit and send out your Bitcoins all in one account. Go to www.localbitcoins.com to buy and sell Bitcoin. Shift Crypto and the Bitbox O2 Hardware Wallet To be financially independent, it is important to hold your own keys. Shift cares about making it easy for you to keep your Bitcoin safe. The Bitbox O2 is Swiss-made and makes it simple to store and use your coins. I especially like that they have a Bitcoin-only edition too. And I can use the hardware wallet with my phone. Check out the Bitbox O2 at anita.link forward slash bitbox02. You will get a 10% discount with the code ANITA in the checkout. And as always, thanks to the Let's Talk Bitcoin Network for sharing my show.
Okay, hello everybody. Today I have a special guest from Local Bitcoins here with me. Local Bitcoins is the world's biggest peer-to-peer -peer marketplace for Bitcoin and also a sponsor of my show. Thank you for that. It's a pleasure to work with you. Hello, Jukka Blomberg. Uh, hey there. Thanks for having me here. Pleasure hello. to be here. Hello, Jukka. Are you located in Finland? Uh, yeah, we, I'm located in Finland and we, we have our headquarters in, in Helsinki. Uh, Actually, currently I'm in, in our office. Uh, we have a fairly big office, uh, but uh, because of the COVID lockdowns, uh, I think uh, I'm one of the only ones here today. Uh, just <laughs> want to come here to have a good connection. Uh, it would be sad to be home uh, uh, with uh, broken connections and uh, screaming kids and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yuka, you're the chief marketing officer at Local Bitcoins, and we are going to talk about your findings on Bitcoin local Uh, sorry, Bitcoin usage in Latin America and your personal Bitcoin story and what Chinese stocks have to do with it <laughs> and um, about, about how people can use uh, Bitcoin and start using local Bitcoins and much more. Yuka, local Bitcoins has about 6 million customers worldwide and is operating in 189 countries. How does it work? Ah, sorry. How does it feel to be working for a company that is offering a worldwide entry into a new financial world? Uh, well, I mean, it feels really good, obviously. I mean, this is uh, the, I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine a better, better, uh, better job, a better company to work for. Uh, I mean, if you think about what Bitcoin is all about, it's, uh, it's uh, kind of enabling access. Uh, the financial system, it's, it's, it's really kind of a bringing new perspectives for people who haven't had access to a financial system, global financial system. And uh, it's, it's really improving people's lives. Uh, and uh, obviously, I mean, we are looking for, let's say, Latin America, Africa, so forth. Uh, I think uh, that's the place where Bitcoin can make the biggest impact. And obviously, local Bitcoins is really focused on, on the emerging markets. Uh, so, so this is uh, truly an exciting place to be working and I, I mean you I, I learn every day so much new it's just uh, just amazing I thought that I understand this business I understand Bitcoin I understand this industry but since joining local Bitcoin I can tell you that uh, I, I there's so much for me to learn new things it's just amazing yeah every day there's something new uh, tell us a little bit more about the person Yuka Blomberg <laughs> what, what was the path that led you to local Bitcoins Yeah, um, well, uh, it's a long path, uh, but I mean, overall, I mean, uh, uh, I have been working on a big corporations, you know, Nokia, Microsoft, so forth. I've been an entrepreneur, and uh, uh, as far, far as I remember, uh, I have always been interested on in, uh, investing, uh, starting from stocks, then going for, for gold and so forth, uh, and uh, uh Early this year, like, well, if we go to the crypto crypto world, uh, I, I did get interested on cryptos quite late, I would say uh, 2017, 2018, but uh, uh, already like at 2012 when I was an uh, uh, investor or a small investor, invested uh, whatever extra money I could uh, uh, save to stocks and gold stocks and so forth, I was listening to these uh, uh, gold investor seminars 
freedom festivals, whatever. Uh, they used to be very much gold focused, but uh, on 2012, you could start hearing lots of people starting to talk about cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, and so forth. Uh, and I mean, I, I went and tried to study Bitcoin. I didn't understand anything. So uh, unfortunately, I didn't buy in. But uh, then later, 2017-18, when I was entrepreneur, uh, then uh, I, I really got interested. Uh, I, I would say I first started in, got interested about blockchain, uh, you know, uh, tokenizing assets and so forth. But uh, from there, I mean, it's it's been just uh, one rabbit hole, and uh, luckily I I, I just uh, I managed to get to local bitcoins, which is uh, really a great company. And now, of course, uh, uh, now I can work. On, on things that I really like, which is uh, just uh, amazing. Yeah, but that's great. I mean, when you say you started in 2017, 18, uh, to yeah. dig deeper into Bitcoin, and I think you started in March 2020 at local Bitcoins. Uh, yeah, roughly. Uh, so, so a little bit over half a year, yeah. So that was quite fast from uh, being interested into Bitcoin and being the chief marketing officer at the world's biggest peer-to-peer -peer marketplace. Yeah, well, you might say so, uh, but uh, you, you know, it was uh, already say early 2018. Uh, I, I well at that time I was working on on uh, other other business businesses, but uh, I, I decided I, I really want to work on this business. You know, put as is it. Putting like eight hours a day on on your daily job, it's it's good that the job is something that really inspires you. And I started looking on a, on a small companies that were working on a cryptocurrencies, blockchain uh, space, and so forth. So I have been looking for for a, for a perfect opportunity. But obviously, I mean, in in this uh, business, like cryptocurrency business, uh, the the biggest uh, opportunities are usually on the fiat gateways. Uh, so so uh, exchanges, peer to peer marketplaces, and so mm -hmm. forth. Uh, the industry still have so much to develop, but uh, I mean, uh, it, it, it's uh, it's quite amazing that I actually managed to get this job then uh, in the end. <laughs> yeah, great. So, and I found that you also wrote a book. You're the author yeah. of a book called How to Profit from China. The yeah. only the only book you need to start investing profit profitably in Chinese stocks. So, when you when did you write that book? And is it still a a recommendation can people still is it still like a recent book i mean can you still use it today uh i think you can i, I mean um i wrote it in 2016 uh that's when i uh set up my my own startup which was focusing on on uh, uh it was a kind of uh automated stock robot if you may mm -hmm. uh or or kind of a stock analytics uh, company and uh, it, it was focusing on, on Chinese stocks and uh, obviously that uh, writing that book is was part of my marketing uh, so marketing material but it was also a very very uh, how would I say it was a one way to open doors so I, I went uh, talking about my company for lots of these big investors and uh, uh, like a people who have hundreds of millions and so forth. And uh, usually when I, when I went talking about uh, my business idea, uh, the first question was like, what do you know about uh, investing? Or what do you know about China? Uh, and of course, when you hit the book in their hand, uh, the discussion changes completely. And it was like, okay, so when did you go first time into China? Where should I invest? But overall, like uh, uh, it, it's written in 2016. Uh, so some of the data might be a little bit outdated, but overall, like uh, when we talk about investing into China or any other asset class or place, 
uh, it's it's about the big strategies, and uh, and I think those are very valid still today. Uh, so so uh, mm-hmm. I haven't read the book for a couple of years, but I, I would say that if you are not familiar with the chi- how China China operates uh, and where the big investment opportunities are, I mean that book still uh, provides lots of value for you. Hmm. I read in the book uh, that you say people are the most important thing when investing in stocks. Your success yeah. is heavily dependent on the competence and honesty of the company's management. Now, with Bitcoin, that has drastically changed. Uh, well, of course, I mean, if, if you think about just Bitcoin as an investment class, so, I mean, Bitcoin doesn't have a CEO, Uh And uh, obviously, uh, it's 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 not it's a little bit different than uh, investing in stocks. Like in, when you invest in stocks, you are really buying into that business and uh, investing on the underlying cash flows and so forth. With Bitcoin, you're you're investing on the well, whatever whatever your investment thesis is. But I mean, if you believe that this will be the uh, future of money, future like future independent monetary system, uh, and it will grow like this, I mean. That, that's your investment thesis then but i mean with the with the with the stocks whether it's a chinese company or or any other company for that matter uh, of course there is the vision of the company there is the underlying business but then of course there's the, also the management and and uh, employees and so forth uh, and uh, they really need to how would i say they really need to share your values they really need to think about your best because you're giving money essentially for the company and the management. So uh, you really need to trust them. With Bitcoin, yeah, you don't have to trust anyone. You just have to trust these uh, mathematical rules and, yeah. and the governance system and everything, yeah. Um, you just spoke about the investing thesis, that, that that this is different for every single person, of course. What's your investment thesis in Bitcoin? Well, I, I see a very interesting question. Uh, but I mean, for me, Bitcoin is money and monetary system. And uh, like, I don't believe that Bitcoin will uh, make dollar or euros obsolete. But I do believe that uh, it will grow into uh, this kind of independent uh, monetary system, uh, which will be operating along alongside uh, euros and dollars. And uh, of course, I mean, based on that, you, you can just... Uh, Well, we, we have a lot of different valuations for Bitcoin, but I mean, if you believe that it will actually be successful, independent monetary system, money, uh, then, then, well, you can make a number. Uh, it will be a big, big system. And that's what I believe. I believe that uh, uh, there will be euros, there will be dollars, but there will be also independent uh, monetary systems uh, some, at some point in future. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about local bitcoins and also the year 2020. Um, how many you you have about six million customers worldwide, as far as I know? Um, what are other numbers that you can tell us about the company? How did 2020 work out for you? Yeah, well, I mean, we are still on 2020. Uh, this <laughs> is you know weird years in so many weird ways uh, with the COVID and stuff. Uh, anyway, if I look at like at the core business numbers, uh, we will be uh, getting roughly 1.5 million new customers this year, which is uh, uh, just an amazing number. Uh, so roughly every single day we get uh, four to eight thousand new customers from 
all over the world. Uh, and uh, if I look at the trade volumes, maybe this year, uh, we will roughly end up in uh, maybe two and a half billion dollars trade volume globally. And, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously, I mean, we are a global company, so there's uh, lots of fluctuation happening. Uh, at the moment, there's a uh, Latin America, uh, Africa growing, then maybe Eastern Europe is coming a little bit down. Uh, what else? What el- other numbers would there be? Like I said, like uh, we actually checked just recently, we have onboarded people just this year from 189 countries. It could be that we have uh, uh, customers from more countries than that, but only this year we have onboarded people from that many countries. And, and uh, you know, as a company, I mean, we are Helsinki-based. We're not startup, we are scale-up. Uh, but, I mean, we have uh, roughly 70 employees at the moment, and which which is quite amazing. Like, we are an international company, but when you look at our employees, we have uh, employees from 30 different countries, like 3-0, uh, which is just just amazing. Like So we are completely international company at the moment, although headquartered in Helsinki. Okay, so people can work from everywhere, basically. Do you have other offices in other countries, or do they work from home in a way? Uh, well, at the moment, everybody's working from home. Uh, yes. <laughs> the office. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so we have uh, one small office in Mexico. Uh, I think seven to eight people working there. Uh, we have uh, one, one small office in Kenya. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think then everybody's just working from home. Like we have people working from different countries. Uh, but I mean, they're just working from their home offices. Mm-hmm. What were the big trends uh, to the, to, in this year? I mean, you mentioned COVID before. Has this? Do you think that this really has brought in new people? Um, I. That's a good question. I do think so. Uh, and you, you know, uh, we of course look at the data, but we also uh, uh, like uh, interview our bigger traders a lot, uh, or people who have been coming here. Like I've been, uh, I've been talking with uh, say ten to thirty. Uh, sorry, 10 to 20 uh, of our of our traders this year. And uh, for example, in, in Africa, uh, I have been to- like a couple of months ago, I was talking with a few of our traders in Kenya. And they do say like uh, that uh, the COVID has hit really hard. Uh, like the, like obviously it has hit hard everywhere, but there like uh, there is no really jobs. Like people really need to find out to make extra income some way. And obviously trading Bitcoin is, is one one way to do it. I mean, have we got much, much more customers because of COVID? Uh, That I'm not sure, but we have got some customers because of uh, COVID. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the global picture that uh, local Bitcoins sees on Bitcoin usage? I think you have made some uh, like experience or you have experience like in the different continents of the world, um, trading Bitcoin or using Bitcoin is seen differently. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, like uh, we have uh, uh, different ways of using Bitcoin, like every single country. Like in Finland, you, there's lots of hodlers, but there's lots of traders. Uh, there are people who are using it for paying stuff. Uh Even for remittance, it's probably used in Finland. But in, in different uh, continents, of course, uh, different use cases, they kind of get highlighted. And uh, what, what we see from our data, uh, as well as, of course, uh, by just talking to our customers, is that, uh, I mean, Europe, uh, US, uh, mainly hodlers, but I mean, the, of course, 
when it comes local bitcoins, we have a huge amount of market makers from from UK and US who just uh, make the market and make money by trading. But uh, then uh, Eastern Europe uh, payments, they are using uh, Bitcoin much, much more for buying and paying stuff. And uh, Africa, I mean, Africa, Eastern Africa, Kenya and so forth, lots of trading, uh, lots of trading. Uh, and Western Africa, maybe Nigeria, Ghana, uh, we will see lots of more remittance. So uh, and the money flows or Bitcoin flows usually go from US to Nigeria. Uh, <laughs> that's just a easier and cheaper way of sending Bitcoin, uh, sending money from country to country. And uh, uh, Latin America, I mean, alternative currency. Uh, there is, of course, we have uh, countries which unfortunately are having a trouble at the moment, uh, economical trouble, uh, political trouble. There is uh, some kind of uh, uh, currency controls in many of the countries. So Bitcoin obviously uh, provides a pretty good way of uh, uh, accessing the international markets. There. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned currency controls. I was in Zimbabwe that year, earlier that year. How um, are you operating in Zimbabwe or for users from Zimbabwe or not? I would say yes. I would need to check it. Uh, I, I mean, unless it's not uh, um, in some of the big sanction lists, then we would be serving customers from Zimbabwe also. I would, uh, on top of my head, I would say yes, but I would need to check it. Okay, uh, let's talk a little bit more about Latin America. Um, you said remittance is one of the bigger use cases. Um, the average cost for remittance in general in the traditional system, I think, are like five to ten percent. For some countries, it's even twenty percent or something like that. Um, what are the costs for a local Bitcoins user for remittances? Well, it, it depends from country to country, but as an average, it's uh, between uh, uh, two to five percent uh, if you use Bitcoin, local Bitcoins. Uh, I think we 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 actually check. Uh, we are like observing this really, really uh, uh, heavily or or uh, often because this is definitely one of the key use cases for us and local Bitcoins. And uh, I, I think from uh, from 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 US to Venezuela to Colombia, uh, Argentina, and so forth. Like we are just talking about uh, two to three percent, uh, which is the fee, like all the fees included there. Uh, so it's, it's much, much uh, cheaper than using official uh, or traditional channels, assuming that they are even available. And if you think about the traditional channels, uh, they always use the exchange rate, which is the official. But then again, official exchange rate many times is not the real Like in many countries, well, I mean, Nigeria is one example. Official exchange rate is something like here, but nobody, no local person wants to take that one. <laughs> so there's also the, the real exchange rate. And Bitcoin and local Bitcoins, they use the real exchange rate, not the official. Mm -hmm. The real exchange rate that is determined by the, the traders, the peers, in a way. Yeah, the market. Yeah, so, so, yeah the market. Yeah, the market, people. Yes. Okay. Great. And can you tell us a bit, little bit more about the uh, different countries like Venezuela, Argentina, Brazil? Yeah. So these three bigger ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, starting from Venezuela, I think uh, Venezuela is growing fast. It's a big market for us. Um, I think it's uh, second or third biggest at the moment. 
alone. And obviously, I mean, everybody knows the situation in Venezuela. Uh, it, it's just horrible. Uh, it's it's uh, difficult to even imagine uh, for, for people like us living in Europe, like what kind of situation it is uh, uh, with all the shortages of food, electricity and so forth. Uh, but uh, I mean, we have a... We have a smart people. First of all, we have lots of Venezuelans uh, moved outside the Venezuela, uh, and maybe they are earning uh, they are earning salaries in different countries, whether it's in Colombia or US or so forth. And they have their families, uh, people who they need to support back in Venezuela. Uh, so, so transferring money from A to B from one country to back to Venezuela that's definitely one one case use case there, and. Uh, Having a stop, I mean, if you actually have uh, some extra income in Venezuela, you definitely don't want to hold it in uh, bolivars. So, store of value, alternative currency. There's so many, many use cases. Venezuela is actually one of the country that uh, we we interview our traders there a lot. Like I have been having many calls with our Venezuelan bigger bigger traders. But, well, also a little bit smaller ones, but still well to do. Uh, to the compared to the average but uh, it's it's just amazing like how like smart people they have a big problems there but they're smart people and they're looking ways to solve them like real world things uh and uh, and uh, it's it's just so encouraging and so basically bitcoin just provides something that like the government is not providing like any access they don't even they're not even uh, giving a stable financial like uh, environment so bitcoin is actually coming in and providing what usually governments provide mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah the trading volumes are going big and because the trading volumes are going big in venezuela they are also going big or increasing on all the countries where where you have lots of uh venezuelans moved and also, uh, of course, I mean, this is peer-to-peer trading. So if you have lots of lots of demand uh, in one country, uh, then, of course, uh, from other countries, you need to have market makers coming in. Uh, so, so one country picks up, uh, usually the neighboring countries also uh, follow. Now that's interesting. That's because people move to other countries and then send money back to their relatives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's that's a great example of the network effect of Bitcoin also. <laughs> uh, it is, it is. And that's also a great example how Bitcoin, Bitcoin is not just for hodlers. Uh, it's, it's actually something that solves real world problems. And uh, like it's, it's, it really provides value for people. Uh, so I, I think there, Latin America is a great example in so many ways uh, of the, what probably comes in future also in, in other places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Um, let's go to Argentina. What is uh, special or what can you mm-hmm. tell us about the situation in Argentina? <laughs> what can I tell? Uh, I, well, I, I would, would be good to have an a Argentinian trader or somebody here. Probably could give you a better view. Like my, my view, obviously, is a very much database and based on a uh, uh, a uh, few interviews, but of course, data also tells a lot. But I mean, Argentina, uh, not to the same extent as Venezuela, is also having uh, uh, quite a lot of economical uh, turbulence, unfortunately. Uh, I think their central bank 
even uh, made limitations that you cannot buy Bitcoin with the credit cards and so forth. So to a certain extent, there is uh, capital controls, although probably not officially. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, transferring money uh, to and from from the country, uh, having a kind of a stable uh, store of value. I mean, compared to the local currencies, Bitcoin is a very stable currency. Uh, so, so again, it's it's providing alternative to the local monetary system. And Argentina people, I would say, uh, this goes uh, to many of Latin American countries. Like, first of all, uh, they they are, how would I say, they are technically very literate. So, so meaning that uh, whether it's a smartphones or any technology, so they are willing to adapt it if it solves some of their problems. Like they are not uh, kind of against new things. Uh, and and uh, I would say um, also like uh, in, in most many of these countries, like uh, how, how would I say, they, they are kind of very well educated. Uh, many of them uh, speak both Spanish and English. And uh, they're providing their services also for international markets. Obviously, when they find the buyer, uh, they one of the ways to get uh, payment for the services is Bitcoin and local Bitcoin. So uh, kind of getting paid also through Bitcoin, that's, uh, that's something that we can see happening on that area. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us something about the trading volume? I think you saw some spikes. I well uh spikes um <laughs> I, I think when when I'm looking on on uh, Latin America in generally I think we have been growing to two to three hundred percent there uh this year I would have oh. to check again uh but I mean the the trading volumes are growing nicely there uh in Argentina of course if 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 we look from the beginning of the year uh it would be probably also three to uh two to three fold Uh, so it's increasing, obviously not the same way as in in Venezuela or or maybe even Colombia. Uh, but uh, I mean, there is a clearly the demand is picking up. And when I'm looking at our new customer numbers, uh, like uh, that's that's also increasing quite a lot in in most of the Latin American countries. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, uh, let's talk about Brazil. I mean, it's a huge country too. What have you seen there? Well, yeah, Brazil is a huge country. It's a little bit different um, um, as far as we can see from many of it, many of the other Latin American countries. I mean, first of all, it's just so big there. Um, and uh, and uh, <laughs> I would say, like, compared to, for example, Argentina, Venezuela, and so forth, like, uh, their economy is still fairly stable. So there is not that kind of a big... Uh, driver for alternative uh, monetary systems. Uh, but then again, of course, uh, when the Bitcoin demand and trading is picking up on uh, neighboring countries, uh, then that, of course, opens opportunity for, for new market makers and actually it creates a demand for new market makers. And, uh, and uh, like in Brazil, what we see is that the big number of uh, new users that come to our local Bitcoins, they actually are traders. So, Uh, trying to look for making some extra income uh, by by just trading and making the market for 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 other uh, countries. Okay. So I would say traditional market maker, as far as we can see it now from the data. Mm -hmm. 
I, I mean, a general question, if I want to trade on local Bitcoins, do I need any formal application or can I just go there and start? Uh, no, well, we, we do KYC. So, I mean, obviously you need to do the normal uh, identification, create account, do identification and so forth. Yes, but I, I don't have to be a, a trader in a way, like a business or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, anyone can become a trader. And uh, yeah, just like any what, any exchange. You can what, I, what I always wonder uh, with the word trading used in local on local Bitcoins, do you also trade or do you say trade to when just somebody wants to buy some Bitcoin one time? Uh, that's a very good question. Because at the moment we try to classify people and uh, traders are those who do, I don't know, let's say 10 trades a month who actually act like market makers there, like uh, try to benefit from the arbitrage and make the arbitrage smaller. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those who just come there by Bitcoin just because they have heard about Bitcoin and, and it's much more stable than the currency, that's not really a trader. That's a That's a customer who buys Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, because I'm always wondering about trading volume and such, um, if there is any differentiation there. I mean, you, you, I guess you don't know. I mean, maybe you could differentiate in between one-time customers or traders. Yeah, yeah, we could. And we, we try to do it uh, because uh, obviously it's uh, those who come and buy only once, uh, they probably have a completely different Uh, use for that uh, as compared to the traders who sit there eight hours a day uh, and make just the money by trading. Uh, so, I mean, whole different use cases um, and and um, also we need to serve them a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And what's the trend? Do you see um, people cashing out more often? And I mean with, mean with cashing out, I mean Uh, taking their Bitcoin from the local Bitcoin's wallet into their own non-custodial wallet? Uh, I don't think there is a big trend. Um, like, uh, well, if I just look at this year, like uh, I, I think the amount of Bitcoin we are holding is uh, pretty stable or pretty much the same. Uh, we, we do see that... Uh, Like the most people who take their bitcoins out from local bitcoins, they actually transfer them to to the bigger exchanges like oh. Binance, Huobi, and so forth. So uh, these these guys are probably those big traders uh, mm -hmm. who are uh, balancing between the arbitrage and making the market. Okay, interesting. I mean, but for a, a customer, like somebody who wants to buy a little bit of Bitcoin here and there, yeah. um, what, what are you recommending? I mean, um, what's the best way to start um, using Bitcoin, or maybe to store it or to trade? Yeah, well, I mean, and uh, of course you need to uh, think about that. Uh, the, the, the ones who come to local Bitcoin, uh, they probably are a little bit different than uh, me and you or the normal hodlers. Uh, like, for example, if uh, the use case is remittance uh, and we have a Nigerian who is sending money from US to Nigeria, they, they don't actually care about Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin is just a way to trans sending money from US to uh, uh, Nigeria. And uh, 
and basically uh, Bitcoin acts just as a token there. So you put US to the Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and then uh, uh, the Bitcoin goes to the uh, Nigerian Naira. So it's just used as a means to transferring money from one place to another. Obviously, mm-hmm. there is a couple of trades happening. So the, the Nigerian in, in US needs to buy that Bitcoin. But again, it doesn't care about the, whether it's my keys or, or custodial. It's just like I want to send money to my relatives in Nigeria. So in, in that sense, like uh, it's, it's a very different thing uh, in our business than, for example, for exchanges. But overall, like uh, uh, we recommend that have your keys, uh, uh, not your keys, not your Bitcoins. But I mean, if you uh, decide to have it in our escrow, fine. Uh, like we will we'll hold it for you. Yeah, and I think you never had any leak or breach or something like that. Uh, as far as I know, never. Yeah, yeah. And you're operating since when? 2011 or 2012? 2012. So we, we have been here almost as long as Bitcoin. Uh, so, and um, I mean, of course, I mean, we, we are constantly, just like every single uh, exchange, I mean, those are the honeypots that everybody tries to hack. Uh, like we, we are also constantly under attack. Uh, but uh, I mean, uh, we, we, we are investing heavily on our security. And, uh, and uh, we have been here very, very long time. So, uh, so uh, we, we, are pretty good what we are doing. Obviously, we invest even more. However, I mean, if you're a hodler, you have a bigger amount. I mean, have your keys then. Yeah, they sure. Should be yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, I mean, another question regarding the company. Do you actually hold Bitcoin inside the company as an asset? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so. A uh, little bit about uh, uh, local bitcoins, the business model. So first of all, we don't touch fiat currencies. All of our income is in Bitcoin. Uh, so so if you think about last last year, uh, what was our revenue was uh, 27, 28 million euros. I mean, all of that revenue actually comes in Bitcoin. And we, we, we only uh, uh, exchange to fiat currencies, certain amount to pay the salaries, Pay the office and so forth, but uh, overall, like uh, we, we we like Bitcoin, uh, so so we we change into Bitcoin only that much that we need to run the operations. Okay, but, uh, great. And, and can, sorry, and can uh, employees like you decide if you want to be paid in Bitcoin or in fiat? Yeah, you can. Uh, at the moment, uh, actually, nobody gets paid in Bitcoin. We have uh, uh, some people got. I actually want to get paid Bitcoin soon. Uh, it, it sounds so cool. Uh, but it, it was, uh, say, half a year ago, uh, there was some kind of, I don't actually know exactly, uh, but from accounting perspective, it became fairly burdensome. Uh, so at the moment, it's not recommended, uh, but uh, it, it, it's being fixed. And uh, once it's fixed, like I, I will be taking part of my salary in Bitcoin and so will many others. Yeah, I think it's a, a question of a basic setup in the organization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk a bit, a, a little bit about the future plans, uh, plans for 2021 for local bitcoins. What are you up to? Um, well, some of the key things, and as I said, like uh, 
uh, since establishing marketing in, in local bitcoins. But I think even before that, like uh, the key thing is to just to understand what our customer customers want and how we can serve them better. A uh, few of the things that uh, always comes up uh, from our customer base is that you need to have a mobile applications, uh, Android and iPhone both. Uh, you need to refresh your website, make it more user friendly, and look look something from this de- decade. And uh, so, so we will be uh, uh, releasing our first mobile applications uh, uh, early next year, uh, very early next year. And we we are of course refreshing our website, making doing lots of user studies how we can improve it, uh, kind of uh, remove any bottlenecks there might be. Uh, so so. Better looking, more user friendly website. Uh, we of course, I mean, we started doing KYC uh, uh, sometimes. Uh, uh, was it uh, September 2019? So over a year ago. Uh, however, it's, it's like we still need to improve it. Uh, we have uh, people who are, who are in the verification lines like weeks or even months, which which is not okay. So we need to. I mean, there's lots of internal things that we can improve, again, make the customer experience much better. But, you know, just focusing on the customer, uh, bringing what they actually need and uh, bringing better value, that's that's what we will be focusing. Mm. Uh, you just mentioned KYC. I mean, I understand why you do it, but how can somebody in, I say, Uganda without an ID use local bitcoins? Uh, if you don't have... ID, then it it's uh, very difficult because we do the key. <laughs> you need to have some kind of uh, and, and usually uh, you you will need to have a passport. Um, many people they do have IDs, but uh, honestly, if you don't have ID, it will it's a very difficult to use. Uh, mm. So you basically of- need a peer or a friend who who sends you Bitcoin or enables you to uh, access it in a way. Maybe, maybe. And of course, I mean, if somebody sends you, well, you need to have an account. And for the account, we do KYC. So, mm. so uh, you, you cannot be our customer without the ID. Yeah, but maybe my friend has an ID and is a customer at local Bitcoins, then I can use this way, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, that's great. And now let's get a little bit back to you again. Uh, I would be interested in what you think are the important trends at the moment in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Uh, oh, that's that's a good one. Um, well, if, if, if I look from Bitcoin perspective first, I mean, there is a or local Bitcoin's perspective is that uh, I think we are increasingly seeing Bitcoin used in uh, re- like solving real world problems, uh, whether it's uh, sending money from one place to another and so forth. And I think that that use is, is just increasing uh, because we have the, the early adapters are doing it and they, of course, tell for their uh, friends and neighbors and so forth that this is better way to do it. So that will, of course, drive uh, adoption quite a lot. Um, then, uh, uh, interesting, uh, I mean, I, I do follow also uh, global news, just like uh, probably you, so forth. We have the micro strategies and so forth. So we, we see that uh, Bitcoin is being finally accepted as the reserve currency or or you know, whatever for, for a bigger corporations. Uh, so that's, uh, that's definitely something that will, first of all, that will drive demand. But uh, I mean, uh, that will also be kind of eye opener 
for for the mainstream media uh, that we actually have these uh, trusted, well-established companies actually are putting their uh, treasuries on on Bitcoin. I mean, the, that that's uh, that's one of the thing. Uh, I do think, uh, well. Bitcoin adoption will keep on growing. I mean, it it will keep on growing regardless whether we make the all-time highs or not. And I, honestly, I'm not even, uh, uh, I don't even care about it because it doesn't matter what's the Bitcoin price. It still uh, 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 solves certain problems and there's lots of lots of adoption happening. Um, but yeah, I do think that the Bitcoin will get increasingly uh, kind of media attention because of this Many of these things, and uh, then uh, next probably next step is that uh, we have our politicians and so forth waking up. That man, this is actually going to happen. There will be a, a third uh, or independent monetary system developing here, and uh, they they will try to figure out uh, how to regulate it or 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 minimize the damage that there might be for for the traditional financial system. So those those are at least a few of the things that uh, I see happening within the next one to two years. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And for you personally, what are the plans? Uh, I've seen on Twitter you have a picture of a book that's coming. Uh-huh. Are you writing that still or is it yeah. on hold? Yeah, I mean, long story short, I started writing my second book uh, three years ago. Uh, <laughs> and it was about ready uh, already one year ago. Uh, but I have rewritten it so many times. I started writing about blockchain and the blockchain technologies uh, because that's what I got really excited. But now it has emerged as a investor or a cryptocurrency investor's book, uh, how to value different kind of cryptocurrencies and how to approach them. Uh, now it would just need a couple of weeks for my attention to finalize it. Let's see if I have a time to do it on Christmas holidays, but uh Anyway, soon, soon. It's almost ready. It's almost ready. Okay, great. Interesting. So maybe we can have another interview talking about your new book. <laughs> uh, that would be great. That would be great. And I saw a picture of you running the, I think, Helsinki Half Marathon in 2018. Oh, yeah, are, yeah. Are you having some sport challenges this year too? Uh, well, as a well, as a company, we do. We As a company, we want to run X amount of kilometers every month. Uh, so everybody can contribute. Uh, I myself, I, I like to go running quite a lot. I have done uh, maybe five full marathons. Uh, and uh, well, lately, I, I think full marathon is too much for me. <laughs> but I will be doing half a marathon also next year. Uh, not sure which one, probably Helsinki. Helsinki one. So if you're around, uh, just come and join. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I'm not a runner. I'm a cyclist and swimmer. But you should join Team Satoshi then. Uh, do you know you, you I look have at, heard about it. I have yeah, heard. in in 2019, uh, we made um, from Switzerland to Germany a race, uh, basically a free athlon with swimming, cycling, and running. And um, yeah, local Bitcoin supported us. Uh, Vitus Zeller is the guy who started this all, and uh, we're a, like I would say. 30, 40 people at the moment, a decentralized sports team uh, to to like bring people, like the idea of Bitcoin to the people. So yeah, you're, you're invited to join, of course. Hey, that sounds very good. Sounds very good. Great. So um, thank you very much, Yuka. Is there anything you want to add that we haven't touched? 
Uh, no, this it's been uh, my pleasure to be here. Uh, I think you have a great, great podcast, and uh, it's it's an honor to be invited here. Yeah, thank you very much for coming. Um, where can people find and follow your work? Well, I mean, I, I obviously as a bit uh, local bitcoins marketing chief, uh, follow local bitcoins. So uh, we are in Twitter, we are in Instagram, uh, we are in YouTube. We are increasingly in YouTube, so please follow us in YouTube, uh, and uh, and we are also in Facebook. So and probably the handle is uh, at local bitcoins for pretty much all the all the channels. Yeah, and I guess it's a good idea to go on to your website and check the channels because there are so many impersonators uh, of your accounts. That's that's a race in a way. You have to always like um, get them out again, huh? Yeah, we are constantly fighting and we are always reporting when we find uh, whatever uh, fake fake Facebook accounts about local Bitcoins. Uh, and it is like there's a lot of them coming. Uh, so we do our best, uh, and you, you also, if you find, just go ahead and report them. Um, but I mean, there's a lots of lots of people who just like to like to get your money and like to make fake accounts for uh, trusted brands and so forth. So uh, you you just have to keep on fighting them. You you cannot win it, but uh, uh, you just uh, keep on reporting them. Mm. And as a user, be aware of the scammers yeah? and always um, verify on the website at www.localbitcoins.com that this is the right handle. So thank you very much, Yuka. I will put your links into the show notes and have a good day. You too. Thank you. Bye. That's it for today. If you like my show, please share it with your friends and hit the subscribe button in your podcast player now. Thanks to my sponsors who make it possible that I can produce the show. Localbitcoins.com, Shift Crypto with the Bitbox O2 and Coinfinity with their card wallet. Music. Start with yes, delicate beats. Idea, content and production. Yours truly, Anita Posch. <laughs>